Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Everyday Struggle. Commentary. The Everyday Struggle Commentary with DJ Gnarly. I'll be doing my commentary. I'll be picking out my key points that I like the most. Sit back. Hold on. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We're going to get into this right now. Hold up. All right. So this first part we're kicking off is going to be, is the XXL freshman list rigged or not? Takashi 6 ix video came down. I guess it was his pitch for double um, XL freshman list, and I guess the pitch came down yesterday. So Takashi was asking his fans if the pitch, or I mean, if double XL freshman's list is rigged or not. Um, star right off the bat comes in. He's like, "Yo, how do I vote for Bozo?" <laughs> that shit is comedy as fuck. So. Um, he, he's popping. And he's why popping. Did, did it come down his pitch? Do we know? I don't. Well, actually, I do know. Apparently, they said it was some sound issue. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and and thinks it's rigged. <laughs> it's he, he, rigged, man. He's he looking around like it's rigged. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I, I keep telling people the freshman cover is like an award show. Right. You right. gotta stop looking at these things like it's merit based. It's all about money. And you can imagine for Double XL is the biggest look of the year for them. I don't really know um, what to say about this other than it probably is rigged and um, I'll highlight some other key points that come up but for the most part uh, this is what it is you know what I mean alright so this next part we're going in on is Star asking the question why is 50 Cent always with young rappers let's hear what he says it's a good question man what's with 50 Hey, 50. Hey, girl. <laughs> we're, we're very, very cool. But what's with 50 always with the young rappers? He befriended uh, a Chief Keef once upon a time. Didn't he buy him a fucking uh, Maserati or some shit like that? Yeah, I think they he got, did. They got like a GQ cover or something like that. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. He didn't miss nothing. <laughs> and he's hanging out with Troy Ave when he got, you know, shot up. What's, why is he always with the younger rappers? Yeah, is he, I'm, does I'm 50 curious. say this because he's really <laughs> or... Is this just a... Hey, that's hilarious. Why is he with the young rappers? I, I gotta figure this out. What the hell's going on with 50? Alright, so right here we got academics pressing Wayno about basically a few episodes ago. I don't know if y'all checked it out, but Wayno was saying, you know, to be the king of New York, you gotta sell out the Barclays. You gotta sell out Madison Square Garden. Blah, blah, blah. And let's hear what... Act presses him with right here. Hold up. I'm not gonna let it happen today. I didn't today, even act. that video told him, nigga, you not selling out the Barclays. Nah, he said, tell me what you run. Tell him what you run. <laughs> <laughs> hey, though, what's 50? Let, let's ask Wayno. Pressure. Come on, Wayno. Was 50 the king of New York at one point? Or maybe he still is. Come on, Wayno. You know he was. I don't, was you know what? I never, I never considered 50 the king of New York. What? When he still was reigning, Jay was still better than him as a rapper. Oh That's, my that was God. at the time that was the criteria to being a better rapper. Now Fifty was outselling everybody, but I don't think he had better music than Jay. That's just my personal opinion. Fifty was, was running like, New like, York. Yo, Come on, man. Send that Takashi wrote to New York for him to believe. <laughs> Send that tweet out. Come on, B. That's crazy. Fifty was definitely the king of New York for a good minute. 
or, or Blue Ivy just Jay Z was quiet. Jay Z got to type it to make Wayno believe it. So exit. Fifty is a person that yeah, he's the master troll, right? And also in terms of Fifty, always fucking with the new hot guy. Who has a little bit of street element? Yeah, you're right. She yeah. keeps Soldier Boy, Troy Ave. Like, <laughs> he keeps himself close to those people. Okay, so that's why and he does it. I think 50 kind of seen how he came up. Like, 50 came out with How to Rob. And probably seen, like, yo, I went at all these motherfuckers. And when people thought it was going to crash and burn for me, it actually worked. And I finessed it on some business level to be really a mogul. I'm seeing this kid kind of saying, fuck it, I'll be for all you niggas. What's up? Yeah, 50 and I loves think 50 Tekashi. admire that a little bit. In terms of the King of New York shit, and we saw Fifty address this too with um when who, who he uh, Star said is the King of New York. Kendrick came out on Control and said, "I'm the King of New York." Yeah, Fifty said, uh, "You little motherfuckers can handle that." That's not that's not for me to say. He's not. I remember that. Right, let's fast forward to Star's point. 97 at the time. Mm-hmm. And 97. most certainly was the king of New York. Oh! On some, on some bullshit. Jay-Z lost a lot of credibility after Ether came out. Yes, he did. And, and the tide had shifted. People were riding with Nas. So if you're talking about popularity, credibility, rhymes, Ether came out and leveled the whole fucking playing field. Damn. And that's when 50 moved in there. <laughs> Way no space came. right now. Way no's like... I don't remember that. <laughs> Wayne knows starting to remember when the when uh, <laughs> when Ether fucked up Jay Z. <laughs> Look at Wayne's face. That's comedy. I'm confused. The station was on his dick. We were fucking. He said Wayne was confused. Night and day, day and night. Jay Z was there, yes, but he most certainly was the king of New York at one time. Wait, now when Jay, when Ether came out, I wouldn't say Jay lost credibility. He lost the battle. He did lose the battle. He didn't lose credibility. And what sense do you lose Where credibility? I was on the radio. Uh, and, 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 yeah, people were like, uh, yeah, people had their head, head, heads held. Damn. Up. And Jay did admit, he said, when that 50 wave came back, I told everybody at Rockefeller, we falling back. Let this shit come oh, yeah, back. Yeah. No, 50 is like some Damn. shit we've never seen. Like so when he came out. He wasn't the king, like, even for a short period. What I'm saying is, is that you asked me what I felt, right? I, I based it on being the better rapper, right? Now... All right, Wayno. We know you think he was the king of New York deep down. We're going to get to the next segment, but that was fun. Oh, shit. We got Wayno admitting he might be biased right here because he worked at Rockefeller during the 50 Cent reign. Damn, Wayno. I thought. Now, my opinion might be biased because I was working for Rockefeller. Damn, damn, Wayno. Who run it remix? Featuring Lil Uzi, G Herbo, Hot or Not. I don't know. I need more time. I need to listen to the whole track. Can't really judge it off a little snippet. Let's hear what they say. So Ack and Star are both basically saying they need to hear the whole record. Um, Ack did say that he loves the way G Herbo freestyled on the beat, so he's obviously going to like that verse. But he needs to hear the whole record to decide if it's hot or not. But Wayno killed this right here. Check out why he thinks it's hot. 
distribution come through and find it for you? So. Well, I would say, the thing I would say is hot about this is the influence from 3-6 Mafia is still having of today. This song came out with like 2001, 2000, who run it? Crunchy Black, 3-6 Mafia, DJ Paul, Juicy J. Okay. For them to be sampling that just goes to, back to the conversations we was having before and prior about appreciating what came before you. So that's the part that's hot, but I got to hear the whole record. Man, I got to agree with that. I think it's really dope when new artists are using shit from the 90s, flipping 90s hip-hop records. Um, yeah, I think that's really dope. I think more cats got to do that. Um, I would love to hear, like, uh, you know, uh, Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi Vert, and a bunch of these new cats rapping on, like, some big-timer beats and uh, some old 50-cent beats. Um, yeah, I think that would be a really dope mixtape. Um Anyway, I think that's a great point, Wayne O'May. All right, they're doing another Hot or Not. This is Walkthrough from Nas and Future. Check it out. Can't even trust niggas that say they love you. Niggas put more trust in women when it comes to this hustle. Because everybody thought my mind and muscle was enough. Nobody ever knew my shorty was who found the plug. Maybe because she cute, they think she will not set them up. She used to take a separate car from us to go pick up. 33 for a brick. I only make three G's, gotta save money. All right, so this is on Esco's new Fire. Colorblind. It's that was a dope-ass verse. I can't wait to hear that. Colorblind, let's hear when she said it. I think she said March 30th. Colorblind is out March 30th. March 30th, mark your calendars. That was fire. How do you feel about this one? I'm fucking with this. Okay. I listened to it a few times. I mean, DJ Esco... Uh, when he dropped the ET tape, he's 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 been known for making. Yeah, good I like Esco uh, a lot. Too much sauce, hundred racks. That's fire. Hell yeah! Like th- what I liked about this was this was how I wanted to hear Future and Nas together. A lot of people don't know that Future and Nas have the same manager. Man, I can't wait to hear that. Late. But I like this record. I'm fucking with this record for sure. All right, hot. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I ride with Nas heavy, but he takes so long. To come out in between projects i think it's a good thing that he and future you know did a track together uh would i personally listen to it more than once i honestly don't know i'm not hating one but i just i can't say yo it's fire yeah 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 stars tripping I, I, i'm a man of a certain age i like to eh, see the new gunslingers come through something like this i can appreciate it without shitting on it and i can just say okay cool let's put it in that category and let me keep it pushing uh, and again, I'm a man of a certain age, but I don't live the lifestyle of a man my age. I'm single. I date women half my age. Not that I chase them. <laughs> they towards me. This so, star is clown. <laughs> I had to say that. So something like this, I wouldn't necessarily play it in my car. I would listen to it for research purposes. For research I purposes. When I'm riding around. Probably not. And Nas is my guy. I'll say that. But just <laughs> Wayne well, you know, like, what okay. the fuck is this dude yeah, talking yeah, about? So uh, I like how DJ Esco has been moving, especially since the ET tape. Like, yeah. I feel like he's he's bringing interest in pairs, kind of like sometimes we see Khaled do. Right. And, and I do think Esco, if if he gets that big personality to fucking scream like a right, he might be able to because he might be able to do something special because these combinations that on paper at first, even though you mentioned they got the same man. 
it's kind of like what uh you know when when I think this is what he's saying like when Kanye came out and he put um most deaf on songs with freeway you know he had that rap but I think that was so dope and I think that's what Esco's doing right now I think definitely DJ Khaled has done that and I do want to say if Esco does somehow commercialize his look more and maybe uh something screaming on the track like what Ak was saying I think he could be a huge commercial success I think his uh style is um I think it's the now. I think people will eat it up. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to hear what uh, Ak has to say and then get to the next topic. A future Nas track, I'm like, yeah, you like, what, what are we doing here? Right, right. On paper, I, that's I, what he's saying. But it didn't sound bad. It didn't, it didn't, sound, it didn't bad. sound bad. It didn't sound bad. It didn't sound unnatural or forced. Um, um, did it sound like a smash hit? No. But, of course, it's a track, I think, to bring people in. And it did. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, every record that we hear is not going to be a smash hit. Some things is just, like, for value. I mean, it, it sounded like Nas. Like, it, we didn't get, like, one of those crazy future hooks that we're used to getting. If we'd have got that shit and Nas trying to be on some bouncy shit, then I'd have been like, oh, what are we doing? But right, right. it was Nas being Nas. It was Future. Like, the way Future did his hook, it was like he knew exactly what he was there to do. So I listened to this shit, like, three times last night. I got to agree. All right. So this next part is... Tory Lanes versus Eric Bellinger. Uh, Ack was breaking down the beef. Wayno came in and said, yo, who gives a fuck? And that's exactly how I felt because I was like just listening to this shit. Like, why am I even watching this part? Complete bullshit. So does anyone care about Eric Bellinger and the Tory uh, Lanes beef? Like, what is that? That's just crazy to me. Um, but I like what... Um, Wayno says right here about Diddy, and I like what Star comes back at Wayno with. In in some type of print form or something. Ah, I I don't know, but look, now we talk about people saying he's jacking and shit, right? But all of these new artists jack everybody's shit. All of them sound exactly the same. Tori, I actually like his album, but it sounds like a compilation of him featuring him as other people. Damn, hard shot. Like, and, I, and, and his shit is fire, but it's just like, remember we was talking about Diddy with the originality shit, right? With, with originality and a person saying, yo, well, this is how, there's no diversity. Everybody's just doing this. This person, like, all right, he got red dreads. I'm- Diddy's talking shit about the new artists. Let's go. Purple dreads. He got a tat on this side. I'm going to get a tat on that side. It's like. Wayno kind of agrees with Diddy. <laughs> does that shit matter or not anymore? You know what Tory said in this record? What? He says the same shit you're saying because that's a popular critique of him. He says, "Who gives a fuck if I'm if I'm getting on niggas' songs and beats and I'm killing it?" Yeah, I, knows, I shit, feel that. I feel that. Popping, Let's fast like, forward to what Star says. Hold on, bear with me a second. This car's driving by. It's him on the whole song, but it sounds like three different people. But every <laughs> style he does, he doesn't sound bad. Like. He's not saying this is shit Wayno, that sounds still bad, talking so it's about like, Tory does that. I don't even know anymore, man. The fuck. If I can jump up right, here we go. Let's not give Diddy too much credit. That's my guy. But he did not invent the remix. I don't know how far you go back, but the remix was invented by a guy named Shep Pettibone. Damn. Facts. Did he claim that? Damn. Diddy was stealing and robbing, taking people's beats, taking people's music, stink. Damn. When the police actually took Diddy to court, Diddy was paying $2,000 a day off of that uh, Missing You 
Uh-huh. Two G's a day. The track. So I'm, I just want to throw that out there with regards to Diddy saying, oh, let's be more creative, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pop but, calling the kettle black. But at the same time, if we're, if we're talking about the Missing You record, that's a sample. Yeah, I got to agree with Wayne on that. That's a sample. Did he really steal? He didn't steal the record. If you oh, say, no, he stole that. He stole the record? That, that's a record that's out. He stole it. Yeah, it was I, basically, I he barely flipped Sting, it. Staying from the police said, yeah, he, he was paying me because he did not ask for permission. All right, now, if he, if he didn't ask for permission, right? If he didn't ask for, for permission, that's another issue. But they sampled the record and he rapped on it. That's... That's knowingly stealing, that's why he was penalized. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to point out some of the things with regards to credibility and then go back going back to what you said. Um I think Tory Lanez is influenced by the the current trend and the wave of music. You you know, working at labels, right. everything gets put into a certain area and the label say, hey, can you give us a track that sounds like so-and-so? That- Damn, Star killed that. That's a fact. All right, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let this die, but I thought that was dope. All right, so right here we got Star basically saying, you know, the Diddy thing, basically Diddy's Basically, he's been stealing for years, sampling records, yada, yada, yada. And Wayno's saying not the same thing, because even if you were sampling records back in the day, you could still be original, right? And I got to agree with Wayno on this one, even though Star is making a good, even though Star is making a good point. Um, you could see Wayno gets mad, though, here at the end. Hold up. Let's check it out. Pushing around, that's still Jay-Z's words. Now, in rap... They don't usually run down for interpolations in that in that sense, but in singing, they do. That's why a James Brown, his people would pursue it more because singing is totally different from rap. They don't even like to let rappers sample most of their music. I'm just saying, don't give Diddy too much credit. That's what I'm saying. I guess. <laughs> um, hey, well, you know, it's pissed. Anyway, that was pretty dope. I like that little segment right there. Let's move on. All right, so we're talking about Little Wayne being left off. The Cash Money documentary soundtrack. There's a lot of features on there, and Lil Wayne is not one of them. Nadeska asked, can you guys even drop this? I mean, can they even drop this without uh, Lil Wayne on it? Axe said, of course. I mean, what are they going to do? Obviously, Tunchi and uh, Birdman aren't fucking around right now. So what are they going to do? Wait for him, like all this legal shit to be handled and hold back the project? And Star said some dope ass shit. I don't really know who I agree with. Um, probably Star on this one, but I also agree with that because it's like, yeah, what can they do? They gotta drop the project. I mean, they can't hold it back until this legal shit gets, you know, handled. That's crazy. But uh, listen to what Star says. I think this is dope. Hold on. Can't do shit by way of young money, uh, cash money, without including Lil Tucci, Lil Wayne. I'm sorry. Hold the project up, stop it, get the business right, and come back. He, he, he's considered the greatest rapper by a lot of people uh, alive today. You just you can't discard him over, over the legal issues or tension or feuding or whatever the fuck is going on now. <laughs> yes, they were posing uh, in a club together recently. Hey, they, they want to work out, or Lil Tucci wants to work out the finances. I don't want no fucking smoke. I don't want nothing going on until I get my goddamn Skrilla. And, and Birdman clearly does not want to pay. So if he's trying to get paid off some other shit, yeah. the guy who don't want to work with you again until he gets paid, <laughs> if you're not paying, you're going to have to put out the shit without him. Yeah, so, every- 
So after Lil Wayne and Birdman were seen hanging out in Club Live, the most recent reports are coming out now saying that after this money shit gets handled, they don't want to be around each other. They don't want to see each other. Nadeska's going to ask that question to the group right now. Let's hear what happens. So the most recent reports are saying negotiations are so hostile that, like, at the end of it, they're not going to have any ties, business, or personal. But again, we never know until it's actually... Hostile to what degree, though? Can't say. That apparently they just can't even be friends or family after it. Money is a serious thing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a serious thing. I still think they're going to be up and live the Sunday after (laughs) that shit. They're going to be popping more bottles, man. Uh, Again, that's some stuff where I think the business will work itself out. Will they be happy? Both parties be happy how it gets worked out? Probably not. But do I think publicly they'll ever not be around each other or not be affectionate? What's dope on that shit is dope. I got to agree with Ak. Um, Yeah, I got to agree with Ak. I don't think it'll ever be a public thing, but probably behind the scenes. All right, so Post Malone's got a new project dropping called Bong uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. And uh, it's got 18 tracks on it. The only one we know right now for sure that's going to be on it is Rockstar. The guys are going through what they think about the predictions of first week sales and stuff like that. Personally, I don't give a fuck. So I'm not even going to play any of this segment. I'm just going to skip ahead to the peace out um, and hear what they say at the end. They might have something to say. But Wayno did make a mistake right here. He called the project, I mean, he said Post Malone tracks like Graduation will always be played at Graduation because the track's called Congratulations. It is a Graduation kind of song, but it's called Congratulations. Let's hear him fuck it up right now. I'm just saying about like the, the music that he makes. Like, um, I think gradu- graduation is gonna be a song that's played forever. Womp womp womp. It is called Congratulations, Wayna. But it is kind of a graduation-y kind of song. I definitely feel like it is probably a great song to play when you graduate. He must have gone to a graduation recently and heard them rocking that that's why he's thinking about it but anyway i just wanted to point that out people are gonna graduate forever <laughs> but um there's no part of this that i really want to play i'm kind of excited to see the post malone project drop you know but i'm not really anticipating it um i'm sure there's gonna be some dope bangers to play out when i'm djing but other than that i'm not anticipating it but i'm a little excited to have some new music to play I'll say that. So as long as he's making songs that speak to um, real things, he'll be good. Or things that's just fun. So Ak went on to say, basically, he didn't think Post Malone was going to make it past White Iverson. He thought it was just going to be a one-hit wonder kind of thing. And especially when he went on his promo run, he was getting killed. Everyone was shitting on him. So um, Ak thought he was just going to be a one-hit wonder and get out of here. Star has a good point about his new music. I want y'all to hear this. Chill out on it and just let your music speak for itself. I think his newest stuff has more of a, uh, and I don't don't want to use the word conceptual so fast. It has more of a a broad perspective in terms of the creative process. White Iverson was just something kind of like of the times, you know, he was trying to like, I guess, maybe react towards what was going on in society. 
Um, I think it's the process that has something to do with whether songs have lasting capability, durability, and I think that's the type of music he is giving. Uh, have you heard his entire album? Just pieces of it. Uh, we talking about this upcoming Post one? Malone. Pass album. Yeah, Stoney, I love Stoney. I love Stoney. Like, even the new tracks they added, like, amazing. Okay. So it's just going to go back and listen to it because I never got a chance to go through the whole thing. Post Malone, the way how he makes hooks. I liked how Star broke that down. I think he's right about that. Um, yeah, I think that was a good point. I think his records are getting better. I think he's taking more time to um, reach a broader, um, you know, fan group. I think he's a fan base. I think he's really uh, moving forward in a positive way with his music. I got to say, Post Malone's making some big changes with his music compared to White Iverson. If he kept coming out with records like that, I feel like he would have been over with but he's hit us with some uh, real bangers that a lot of people are loving so you know when i'm out djing i'm always getting do you have that congratulations could you play rock star always getting those people coming up to me anyway i like what star said right there but i'm gonna call it man i'm gonna close out right now thank you guys i'll see you soon all right, guys, if you're liking the podcast, please subscribe. Please follow me. Please send me a message. Let me know what I could do to improve it. Let's keep this going. Thank you guys so much. This is DJ Gnarly with the Everyday Struggle Commentary.